Hello, Georgette. Oh, Michelle, is that you? Hi. <laughs> Hi, I didn't see you there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you know what? It's actually the first time, second time you can see my face. Instead I love it. Of the, under, under the um, jaw. The chooky I neck. I mean, I'd never judge neck. you, Michelle, of course, but I prefer to see the eyes about the face. <laughs> I don't know. The, the chooky neck's got its merits. Do you no, think? Nobody Who wants, wants that. that? No, nobody People are paying wants that. a lot of money to get rid of a chooky neck these days, Mish. If I had it, I'd pay. I'd pay top dollar. Top dollar. I'd take it all. Should we say that I'm Geordie and that you're Michelle and this is Eavesdropping, our weekly podcast where people listen in to us just shooting the shit about whatever we like. Facts, opinions, it's all up for it's all up for negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> well, and do you know what? On that, I, I think I mentioned to you before. So everybody, we have a, a YouTube channel where we post all of Geordie's crazy videos of her dancing but also we put the episodes so you can listen on because YouTube because you and need to one... see a middle-aged woman dancing like a lunatic it's very <laughs> life-affirming it is it makes you feel like you're really alive or not and uh no I love your dancing I do love <laughs> oh. your dancing but no we had it we had some comments from someone. five from the same person I believe oh did you read I did them? go and look at them when you told me they were there it was from an episode not from me dancing thank god because I think if I'd seen five comments like that under my dancing I'd probably be a little bit hurt and upset but he he obviously was a fan of Woody Allen this man that or this yes. chap he was pro pro Allen. he may not have been a regular listener I don't think he was I don't think he's an eavesdropper, a regular eavesdropper. And he mm -hmm. obviously uh, didn't listen to us at the beginning when we said this is all based on a documentary that we watched, four, four part documentary. And and that we, sorry for any mistakes. Yeah. Which I immediately then made yeah. a mistake. <laughs> he didn't didn't care about that. And if he'd if he'd bothered to listen to the end, because I think he got twenty five minutes into our hour long episode, mm. and then said, "I cannot bear to listen to another word of this." Sorry, girls, you've lost me. Peace, he said at the end. No, but he said, he said, you girls stop spreading your lies. And then he said, peace at the end. Peace, peace. yeah. So just to peace. soften the blow. It was very, pa it was a very passive aggressive piece, I, I would say. Um, if he bothered to listen to the end, he would have heard us saying, well, we don't actually know, you know, Woody Allen wasn't there to comment. So we don't know what his side of the story is. But ultimately. Everyone's got their own side. That's a lesson. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a lesson. You've got to listen all the way through. That's people. your lesson. Listen all the way that through. That is your lesson for life. We don't need to leave, learn any lessons, do we, Michelle? We can say, no, well, but this is our podcast. <laughs> and do you know what? It is really good for us to just be able to talk like this uninterrupted. Because imagine if that man was standing next to us in the queue at Sainsbury's shouting at us. How dare you, girl? I, I mean, that would just ruin our flow, wouldn't it? Might be tempted to give him a slap. Or you wouldn't raise your hand to a stranger, hmm. would you? <laughs> I don't know. Brawler. It's been done She's before. She's a brawler. It's been done before. <laughs> so, Michelle, what's, what's new in your world? What's happened this week? Apart from, obviously, the big highlight every Sunday night, line of duty. Apologi apologies to anyone who, A, doesn't care, or B, is watching it and doesn't want us to spoil anything because we won't. We wouldn't do that. We won't spoil. But I have to say, I could sleep better last night. There was no crazy cliffhanger. Um, I, I am worried but it was more I wanted to slap the face. See, I'm a brawler. I wanted to slap the face of Patricia Carmichael. I can't stop watching her. Smug. She's great. Smug. I love to watch no, that I smile. Oh, she oh, must I, love doing I can't that. Stand the actress it. must love no, going. No, it gets under my skin. Oh, now I wish you could see Jordy's face <laughs> right now. <laughs> Perhaps I'll do a video of Pat's face. Yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. But I can't stand her her smug face. I, I can't stand her. She. I think I said this to you before. She must be the most hated woman on TV. Oh, right but she's now. so adorable, though. You are. She's joking. a cute-faced, lovely lady, I think. No, but obviously, she, no. she's a very good actor, and she's probably a really nice lady in real life. But anyway, but anyway, the world's opening up. Finally, it? thank God. Have you been to the pub? Were you one of those ones in no. there? Oh yes, I have been to the pub. In a park, or drinking your Freezing. pint with ice forming, ice crystals forming on Freezing your hands. My tits off. Yeah, we can eat on terraces now. Good. So it felt normal. Which is good. Great. Normal's all you can hope for right now. Hey, Mish, Jordy. have you got any shout outs? Shout out. Shout out. You're getting a shout out. You're getting a shout out. Oh, yes. New listener. New listener. Yes. Uh, hello, Wiz. Thanks for, for listening. Wiz. 
She's a friend uh, who we know, who is a friend actually of our friend. Libby. Oh yes, has Libby even? I doubt yet? she has. So you don't get a li- you, Libby on, doesn't Libby. get a shout out. Wiz can have one. I've got another European listener that I'd like to give a shout out to. Sure when I did my toilet cleaning uh, video where I described all the different ways that you can listen to a podcast. <laughs> I love those marigolds, by they're, the way. They're very, very similar to the colour of my hands. So I, I won't be, and they're very tight. I won't be wearing those again. But I had <laughs> a lovely listener write in and say that she listened to the podcast whilst on her run. And oh, what a great That idea. is the beautiful and very talented Fran Ray. She's a musician and she's based in France and they do every Friday night, her and her partner, Limmy, do the most wonderful musical set from their living room or somewhere, I think it's somewhere beautiful anyway, called Dersiem Vague. And you can find that on Facebook. So check that out, people. It's a lovely Friday night thing to do. So that's the shout up. That's so nice. Oh, well, that's yeah. very nice. That's very nice. I bet she's fit too if she's running. Yes, that's going to keep her fit. Running's not We like... are going to keep those. Are you a runner? God, no. I mean, <laughs> you won't even see me running for a bus all my life. Maybe you'll see me run for my life, but that's it. I had to tell some people out the front of my daughter's school that because they said, oh, how was your run this morning? I was like, what? If about two or three people said, oh, we all saw you running this morning. So I've got a doppelganger. I think I've spoken about You've this. You've mentioned, yeah. you have mentioned this yeah. before. One of the dog walkers said, not running today. And I was like, no, you're one of many people who think that you've seen me running and I can't believe that you that you would that you did. That poor woman who looks like me running. He said, That's really weird that it's not you because I said to her, Where's your dog today? or something, or hi Geordie. And she and she waved back and said hi. So I was sure it was you. <laughs> she's stealing your she's stealing life. Me, but she's a much fitter Just- version. Well, or maybe well, not. Well, she is because she's Maybe running. she's at the beginning of her fitness maybe. journey. She's but getting on... around, this woman. She's been getting around. Well, don't give her your date of birth or credit card details because <laughs> it may She'll end up. will have my husband next. So, so, just circling back, actually, to last week's episode on uh, Alan V. Farrow, yeah. I ended up looking, re-looking at my research and realising there are all these bizarre well, things. How much you got about... wrong? <laughs> no. Yeah, Mario Hemingway. She is a very interesting character. Mm. So obviously we were talking about her last week when uh, we we spoke about Mario Hemingway playing Woody Allen's teenage lover in Manhattan. So I just wanted to join a couple of dots because it's interesting. Um, I didn't realise, but Dree Hemingway, who was sort of an it model a few years ago, is Marielle Hemingway's yeah. daughter. I would imagine she I would have been one this. of them because there's Margot and Mar- Marielle. Margot died tragically, didn't she? She was the older sister yes. that was... I, I think I heard a podcast or read an article about her recently. She's fascinating. So Marielle... Sorry, Margot was the older sister of, of Marielle. She was one of the most high-profile supermodels of the 70s and she was... Drop dead. Yeah, she had... No, Michelle, I mean drop dead. No, I'm joking. <laughs> carry on (laughs) she had all that blonde hair she had the blue eyes she had the freckles she had the like chunky eyebrows and I read that she was the first model to ever get a million dollar modeling contract and it was for babe perfume babe like the pig (laughs) yeah but before and because it was for Fabergé now whatever happened to Fabergé Fabergé? did they do it's cold as ice no they didn't but they should have to me do you remember that one? Four seven eleven. Rank. I only remember cold as ice. Charlie. That was another one. <gasps> yeah. Charlie, yes. All of those. They're all gone. Yeah, thank and God. And Babe was one of those ones that like were off the shelf uh, is off the shelves now. You can't find it. But um yeah, she was at the height of her modeling career in nineteen seventy six when she did this dodgy film called Lipstick. Oh. Uh, which by all accounts was a bit crap. But and actually the subject matters Is it Moida? Moida. Well, no, it's 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 rape. Oh, that's right. It's it's grim. It's grim, um, and it was kind of like a revenge thriller where Margot's character is raped by her sister's music teacher. Yeah. And when they were doing the casting, Margot said, "Hey, well, why doesn't my sister, who's seven years younger, play the little sister?" So 
thing was that this was meant to be Mario, uh, Margot's big breakout role. And in fact, Mario was the one that got all the yeah. attention. She got nominated for a Golden Globe and that's how she got the part in Manhattan. That the bitch. The Allen film. And I didn't sort of realise this as well, but they are the granddaughters yeah. of Ernest Hemingway. Yes. See, I didn't realise. For whom the bell tolls, yep. farewell to yep. arms. I knew this. And yes, but awful. They apparently, well, not Mario, but Margot was apparently sexually abused by the father. Not the grandfather, no. not by Ernest, but by her father, Jack. Yeah, I think this is in an episode of You Must Remember This, that really good Holly- old Hollywood legends podcast, Karina Longworth. Love it. I think Jen was listening to that. I think she told me to. If you're into that kind of golden era of Hollywood, which I am, it turns out. Well, this isn't golden era. This is 70s. Well, that's part of it. That's still in it. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's family. uh, It's a series that she did on, I think, family heritage and things. And that was a really, a really fascinating episode. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to listen. But you had mentioned that that Margot had sort of a... Drug problem. uh, Well, yeah, a drug problem and a horrible death. And what happened was her um, modelling career went down the toilet after she had a ski accident and put on loads of weight. And she had a lot of mental health issues and she committed suicide by taking an overdose um, on July 2nd. Some people say it's July 1st, but... The family say it's July 2nd, which is actually the death day of Ernest Hemingway. Oh. Ah, the so curse. So she killed herself. Curse yeah, the it's this curse. Yeah. And then Mario went on to struggle with mental health issues as well. Mm-hmm. And she did crazy things. Like she said, she didn't eat fat for a year and her her skin was cracking mm. like all over. You need and your fats, she, girls. You do. You've got to have that avocado. 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 Yeah. Pork rinds. Oh, Jesus Christ. Maybe not that one. <laughs> Let's stick with the good fats. But um, now she's a yoga instructor. Oh, good honour. And, yeah, and she had two kids with this documentary filmmaker called Stephen Chrisman, who, when I was doing the research, he made a film called Blood Money, Switzerland's Nazi Gold. Oh. Which I think sounds amazing, That's a good actually. one. Yeah, I'm going to try Let's and dig that out of that. the archives. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. And both her daughters, Dree and Langley Fox, um, were both models and had reasonably successful Wait. careers. Is Langley Fox called Langley Fox Hemingway? That's yeah. a lot of words. Well, I think she's actually Langley Fox Chrisman Hemingway. Oh, jeez. But now she just calls herself Langley Fox. So it's Langley Fox you? is like a double-barreled first name. Well, I think, no, she calls herself Langley Fox. I think she's Langley? making out like her... Her first name is Langley, the second name is Fox. So like Michelle Ann or whatever it is. Michelle Teresa, if that was your name. I No, I don't know what Fox is. Is that you her middle name? Is that her I don't know. I don't know if it's right. her middle name, but she's going by her son. I guess it was her middle name. Or is it her double barreled first name, like Bethany Ann or Like Sher. But no, but no. she's not like Sher. It's not like she's just Like Sher's not a double barreled first name. No, but it's a, it's a first name only, right. double-barreled or not. Sure is a first right, name. Yeah. And I think Langley Fox is not – there's no hyphen here. It's not Langley Fox, no surname. I think she's Langley We Fox. just called her Sure, but it's Cher. I call her Cher. It's Cher. I think Cher is American. Australians say Sure. I know. They, they do say Sure. Yeah. They do. What, it's do short they... for Sherilyn. Oh. Did you not know what? that? No, I didn't. I've got so many interesting facts in my head. I'm so good at a pub <laughs> quiz. You really are. And actually, awkward segue, that brings us to our topic today, which is basically no topic. This is the eavesdropping potluck party. Potluck party! Whee! <laughs> I love that. Pop. So this is Australian style, which means bring a plate. Don't you love those Aussie parties where they say, bring a plate? That basically means turn up to my house. I'm not doing anything for you. (laughs) You have to bring the food. Somebody else is going to bring more food. Somebody else over there is going to bring all the booze. I just sit here in my own backyard and you bring me all the food and all the booze and I have a great time. I think that sounds perfect. We're bringing a plate. We're bringing what we fancy. Well, normally it would be Back in the, in the Australian childhood days, it would have been a plate of fairy bread on a paper plate with some glad film, glad wrap over the top. Or chocolate or crackles. Chocolate crackles. Yeah. Or honey joys. Uh, 
I love the honey, honey joy. joy. I still make them. Oh, I wish I had that recipe. I'd love to make honey joys. Or if you're going to a barbecue, you would bring a salad that had to have slices of beetroot and and oranges. Oh yeah, the slice oranges of orange cut in half. <laughs> yep, Yuck. that was a Jen special. Yuck. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> Or rack off your dag. Piss off. No, I can bury it. fucked. See you next Tuesday. You big black dog up, yeah. So, who's going to go first in the potluck party? Who's going to bring their first dish to the table, to the long table in the middle of the garden? Well, I'm going to bring. With the paper tablecloth. <laughs> Everything's very low budget. So, I'm going to bring my uh, paper plate with flowers, doily, fake doily pattern on it, Facebook ads. Mm. I want to talk about Facebook ads. Okay. I've been, I mean, every third post on my Facebook is a Facebook ad. Yeah. And look, I, I'm i a sucker for a Facebook ad because I always get targeted with beauty devices. Oh my and God. I buy all of them. Do you I ever? buy all of them. I mean, all your posts yep. gets directed to my house, so I know. <laughs> so I bought the gold vibrating stick thing. Where's that Have you for? seen that one? What's that well, for? it's all meant for anti-aging. You put it on your face, and it meant it's meant to lift and tighten and tone all of that. And did it work? Chicky neck. No, right? That's not. I mean, I, I, do you know what? Did you use I'm it? I'm so fickle. I use it for a couple of days, and then I lose interest. Okay. And then I bought the vibrating pore shovel. They're all p- vibrating for some reason, Michelle. I know. I know. I don't know what the that pore is. shovel. Then, Talk to me about that, though. Did that work? No. No. Because you don't want to it, shovel into your pores. You don't want to make no, a big pore really. even bigger, do you? Well, it's, Digging into well, it's it. meant to. I mean, look, I've watched the YouTube videos yeah. of people using the pore shovel. It looked pretty good, okay. but actually it doesn't dig in the way you want it to. Yeah. And then I did see the pore hoover. Have you seen that yeah, one? Yeah, I've got that. On Facebook. See, I read about that and actually... It, people say it works, but also I've seen horrific cases of people with basically love bite hiccups yes. all well, over I, their Yes, well, I face. did get that the first couple of times I used oh, it. Oh, God. So you have to be yeah. careful and you do need to go into the bath or shower beforehand and really open up those pores and then get straight out and get sucking. Right. Okay. Should I buy it? Is it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? It's a thumbs down? up from me and I use it once okay. once every week or two weeks. Okay. And you've noticed a difference? Yeah, on the day and the day after. In fact, like it's been almost a week after since I did all of this area, really dug into it. And yeah, I had a big red nose. (laughs) (laughs) I had a big red nose for two days. No one said anything, which is fine. (laughs) They just talked about you behind your back. (laughs) What's with the alcoholic nose? Big bulbous red nose. I'm a bit worried about Geordie. I think she's been drinking too much. Yeah, look at her nose. It's gone all bulbous and red. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I I love it. I do use it. I, I the batteries are still going since I bought it like a year ago. I, I invested in a lot of. Oh, you were an early adopter. I invested in a lot of beauty products during lockdown. I just thought yeah. now's the time to improve myself. Eyebrow dye, eyelash dye, the vibrating. Oh, it's not vibrating. The sucking pore thing. Yep. You bought us that wonderful device, which is an electronic shock device, and I haven't been able to use it since the first day. Do you know what? That was on Jen's recommendation. It is an acupuncture pen, which you can also repurpose for wrinkles. I don't know if you and should you know use what? it on your face. Well, after you said that, I've never used it. It's still sitting in the packet yeah. because you scared the shit well, out of me. Well, give it a go. You'll get even more scared. Well, I think we should do a YouTube video mm-hmm. when we're both giving that Let's a red hot do it. Go. Jesus. Then there's the light therapy one that you bought us, and I haven't used that yet either. Oh, well, you have to. You must. Okay, we'll do two videos. Are you we'll using do it? the acupuncture when I remember, yes. Okay. And it is good, actually. It's very gentle. What colour do you use? Red. For what? Red, that is for um, tightening and pore shrinkage. Okay, that's good. Maybe I'll do that after I suck. All the all the shit out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I bought those suction cups for your cellulite. No, I don't. Have know. you seen those? No. And you also get a couple for like under the eye bags and wow. for the for the you know saggy saggy gels. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm. I, I think maybe it's making my cellulite on my thighs worse. Yeah, you're bringing Jury's it up. out on that. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, what else did I buy? Oh, eye rollers. Oh, I bought those earring backs that are meant to make your droopy earrings all tight on oh, your ear yeah dodgy don't work okay. no no and then i bought those in-ear things for tinnitus don't work i'm not gonna uh, go there 
I bought weird soap from China that's meant to like restore your hair follicles so what? your grey hair's gone. What was in that? Fuck knows. But I got a warning from Swiss Post saying this is illegal to import, but they they like delivered it anyway. Probably because they had all sorts of animal products and... Oh, don't even... No, please don't say that. No, it's all natural, I'm sure. Yeah. But now I'm getting ads for curly hair products. How the fuck does Facebook know that I have naturally curly hair? I'd love to know Nobody how they knows know things this. too. Do you know what I'm getting at the moment? What? Dungeons and Dragons ads. Well, one of your kids have been on your Facebook, that's why. No. No? They haven't. <gasps> Do you think they're listening to They're the listening. Podcast? They're listening to me when I talk about it because I've got all my devices mm. in front of me when I record the podcast and I've spoken twice now about my son's love of, my eldest son's love of Dungeons and Dragons. Now you're getting all yeah. the targets. Well, so I've had loads of other ones. So mainly for curly hair, neck tension. How does Facebook know? Right. And uh, immuno supplements for like gut health. Something for d- like dermadry, hyperhidrosis. That? That's where you have excess sweating. Fuck you, Facebook. <laughs> Seriously, that's not very nice. Do you know what I did once with my friend Nina? Because we spoke about this and we always have our phones in front of us when we chat. And I said, if I was to say suddenly... Condoms! No, it was um, <laughs> um, wetting yourself or, you know, female... What do you call it when you piss your pants? Oh, yeah. Bladder, you... bladder like incontinence and bladder, bladder control yeah, it... pants. I said it about five times. She started getting ads like the next <gasps> day. <gasps> oh, my God. It's true. They're listening. They're yep. listening. Yeah. Well... I had a really interesting one for earthing sheets. What's that? So they're bed sheets that... That's not a weighted blanket then. No, it's not weighted. Oh. No, it's like you make your bed with it and you um, it's got silver like th- like woven into the bed yeah. sheets to make it conductive. Hmm. And I mean, I'm, look, I'm actually really into the idea of this. But basically... you need more you... electricity in between the bed sheets. Oh, fuck you. No, no, I don't. Actually, I was meant to. I wanted to say fuck you, Facebook, but it ended up just coming out as fuck fuck you. you. Anyway. And fuck you too. Fuck you. Well, who needs electricity if we're going to be doing all of that fuck youing? Anyway, so the the way these earthing bed sheets work is you just make your bed like normal, but you plug it into the wall socket, but it only has one pin and it connects to the earthing, like to the earth pin in your socket. No, but there's no electricity being conducted. And what it does, it connects to the earthing rod in your home that all homes have an earthing rod because that's how electricity stays grounded. Where's my rod? Well, it's buried. Oh, It's buried, but all your electricity is connected to this rod because that's why you have like the electricity pins, and then you've got the earth pin. Okay. Right? So this sheet, you plug it in, and it only connects to the earth pin. And what it's meant to do is, so, you know, before we had modern lives, we, people were spending a lot of time barefoot with their feet touching the earth. We don't do that anymore. So this is the modern way of grounding yourself. Rather than just going outside and taking your shoes off and sitting in the garden for 10 minutes or walking around. Yes, but in the middle of winter, you can't do that. Come on. Okay. You can't. I guess. You're going to freeze freeze your tits off and your feet. So, <laughs> you know, so it, and, and there's actually research on this. It's meant to give you more energy, better sleep, help with your aches and pains. Sleep and heal is the tagline for this one. What? Sleeping heal? Sleep and oh, heal. Oh, sleep and heal. Okay. Yes. So I tagged my friend, Neil. Neil? Sleep and heal, Neil? Sleeping here on the oak. I tagged him in the ad and said, what do you think? And I did that because he's a scientist. And it's actually embarrassing because I thought he was a geothermal scientist. Whoops. Uh, yep. Apparently, he's the program manager of the Space Technology <gasps> Future Science Platform at the CSIRO. Wow, which sounds, Neil. I know. It sounds so fucking fancy. You're and a bit when I asked smart, him, aren't you? Yeah. So he's all looking at stuff in in space. And I said to him, are you looking for aliens? And he said they weren't. Oh, why not, Neil? Why not? Get in touch. Right in. <laughs> so, but he did say they were building new telescopes and that they were finding all sorts of new things. Quote from him. Intriguing. Don't know what these Can I say are. something quickly? 
Mm. Wasn't there a news flash yesterday saying that aliens, I think it was Russell Brand highlighted it actually, that aliens are real and the government are now going to release some information about what about what they know. Did really? I see that somewhere? I think just in passing and I was just too busy to stop and read the article. If that if you find that article, send it to me because right. maybe that's a, that's a future episode. Right. But what Neil also said was he reckons that given how many stars are out there, the probability of there not being aliens is low. And there's a lower chance that we are alone than that there is life out there. Hang on. Wait. Say that again. So basically... They, what is it's a double negative. Basically, yeah. what he's saying is the probability of us being alone is low. Uh-huh. So, does he speak in riddles like that all the time, or just to you? <laughs> just to me, probably. <laughs> no, it's because he's all clever. He's using all clever language. He's he's a brainiac. When I said to Neil, "What do you think about this earthing blanket?" His first reply was, "Placebo effect is strong." And God, he sounds like a Jedi. He is a bit. And the placebo effect, which we all kind of know, it's basically when your brain convinces your body that a fake treatment is the real thing, right? And it's always used in like blind medical testing, all that kind of thing, where they're testing new drugs. But anyway, it's a powerful thing. Placebo effect is powerful. And it's more than just positive thinking. It's actually like creating connections between the brain and the body. And, and look, the placebo effect is not going to ever cure, like, whatever disease you have. But it does make you feel better. And, you know, because you believe you're getting the medicine. And that research has proven it's a thing. So anyway, mm. I looked at a government health study from the UK. And they looked into the effects of grounding on wound healing. Mm. They had this picture of some poor old lady's foot, which had this kind of hole in it. And it... Her foot looked dead, a bit like yours in that video. And <laughs> oh, thanks. And um, and it was amazing. After just one week of being on this blanket, and this wound had not healed in years, one week of being on this um these earthing sheets, her yeah. she had better color in her skin. The wound was healing. Oh. It was remarkable. And they say, and this is government study that grounding appears to improve sleep normalizes your day-night cortisol rhythm, it reduces pain, reduces stress, you get better digestion, better metabolism, more relaxation, and it speeds up wound healing. I think it sounds fucking amazing. I'm going to spend my 200 francs and buy that. I know, they're not cheap. They're not cheap. You do that. And I'll go. I'll just go camping in the summer. I'm going to spend all of the summer down in the caravan. Yeah, but if you've got shoes on, it doesn't work. You have to have the bare feet. I'll take my shoes off. I'll take my shoes off, Michelle. So that's my first potluck right there. Earthing blankets. Doris. Cloris. Maureen. Doreen. Leslie. Wesley. Tracy and Stacy, Daniel, Daniel, Bill, eavesdropping. Yeah, can I give you a potluck? Yes, please. All right, because you said we're doing it on love and marriage. No, I. And now you've changed the the goalposts yet again. Oh well, I said we were going to do like random potluck to start. Sorry, random. (laughs) But we did say it was going to be about love and marriage as well. So I. All of my mine is on love and marriage, okay? So I've got this story from the Daily Star online. I thought we were doing love and relationships. Oh, love and relationships, a.k.a. marriage. I've put marriage in there. Okay, all right. Mine's about marriage, okay? No, no, it's not not all about marriage. Love and relationships, etc. So this is, I saw something in the Fortean Times from October 2020. What is that? It's a supernatural... Uh, magazine about the weird and the wonderful it's great you need to read it it's so good anyway they got this story from the daily star online and it's about a chap from new jersey in the united states his name is gary de he's an italian american who works in the hotel industry and he says he's been dating a ghost called lisa for two years right what the actual f He's 36 years old. Did I say yes. that? Yeah. No, did I? Yeah, I think so. I don't think I told you how old he is. He's 36 year old and he says that the relationship is 
in, this is in October 2020. He said the relationship was on the rocks due to his fears that his girlfriend was cheating. And he says, Oh yeah, my God. He says, <laughs> At first, we spent every day together for a month. Jersey City was an epicenter early on during this pandemic, especially where we live. And I'm by nature a very anxious person. On top of not being able to see my family or nieces, I was feeling very afraid. I'm usually the strong one in the relationship, but I was just too overwhelmed to hold it together. The pandemic was getting on top of him, he's trying to say. In that month, Lisa was my rock. She'd help me cook and fold laundry. What? Watch, <laughs> I know. Watch loads of TV. Okay, I get that. And obviously, have sex. Oh, my God. Come on, dude. Come on. I think we call that something else. How do you have ghost <laughs> relationship? How does a ghost fold your clothes? How did they meet? That Well, I'll get onto that. It was fun, the sex, but exhausting. <laughs> she has a go up. Because he, he goes on to say, I'm not in great shape. So it was hard to keep up. Being on strict lockdown, we had to find creative ways to be sexually adventurous. Oh now, strict lockdown... What has that got to do with being sexually adventurous? How does that change? Well, you can't go out and shop for toys, I guess. You can't build, well, no, you're not online. You can't build that gimp what? dungeon. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why uh, he means. I don't know. <laughs> you have to ask him. Oh, dear. So he's worried that she's cheating. And he said, this past month, she's she's out all the time. Never tells me where she's going. She just says she's going out with friends. What a bitch. She could well, she could be anywhere at, at any time in any dimension, really, couldn't she? She could be with anyone, he says. I've always felt secure in our relationship, but lately we haven't been having much sex. Oh my god, it's a telltale sign. Telltale sign. No, I'm It is. <laughs> I'm worried Yes, it is. I'm worried that she's cheating on me. She says I'm being paranoid. I mean, I'm not crazy, am I? It just doesn't make any sense. Well, yes, Gary, you are crazy. Huh. He says, I can, I can understand wanting space, but something just feels off. Um, so, she's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. I think you're a bit off, darling. She's dead. Yes. He says he does speak to family and friends about this, but they're too stressed out about the pandemic to pay much heed. Uh, they're fobbing you off, mate. <laughs> yeah, they're fobbing you off. Now, that was the first thing that I read, but then I noticed that the Daily Star Online did catch up again with Gary later on that year in December okay. in 2020 and he explained how he actually met Lisa in a restaurant when he was dining alone two years before. What, she just came up and said, hi, it's a seat free. Well, Can I buy you a drink? <laughs> <laughs> the couple crossed paths when Lisa the ghost recommended the risotto to Gary. <laughs> the risotto's good. Pardon? <laughs> oh Hang my on. God. Weird, I know. He said... I'll visit my parents over the holidays, but Lisa will stay at home. I'm not ready to introduce her to my parents yet. <laughs> she understands, he says. She understands, but it certainly has put a strain on our relationship. She wants to meet my parents. Oh, my God. Okay. She's desperate to meet the parents. Yes. He says, I just have a feeling they won't respond well to it if I do. Hopefully in the new year, I'll be able to feel comfortable enough to take that step. And he said he's starting to introduce her to more and more of his friends, which has had mixed results. Most people are initially confused or they think I am joking. But once they see how happy she makes me, they're totally cool with it. Oh, and are they thinking of starting a family? Well, he does say our sex life is ever evolving. It gets better and better. There's always new sensations, different <laughs> vibrations. No! He's been getting getting into your beauty tool cupboard there, Michelle, which I guess is the best way to describe it. It's like your whole body is having sex. And since Lisa is a spirit... She's more flexible, which allows us to experiment with all sorts of no! new positions. <laughs> oh, God, Gary. What anyway, the hell? He says over the holidays he'd like to go caroling with Lisa as she has the better voice. And he wants to show her the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center and take her to Disneyland because she's never been. Now, at this point, I'm thinking, you're having a laugh. <laughs> this isn't real. It was a slow news day for the, the Daily April Mail 1st? online. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It was December. But anyway, he looked, there's lots of pictures of him. He reminds me, have you ever seen Arrested Development? He reminds me of Buster, the one with the one arm with the hook for a hand. <laughs> Buster. He looks like Buster. Yeah. And he's got, there's lots of pictures of him with his arms around no one. Oh, my God. Pointing, yep. pouting like he's kissing oh, her. Jesus Picture of him Christ. kissing his ghost. The girl. And then there's a random shot of him slightly out of center in his kitchen. I mean, I don't know what that one's about. No word of how she became a ghost or what era she's from. She could be in crinolines for all we know. I mean, know. and also, how did she die? 
How did she die? I, exactly. I at, at best, he's joking. <laughs> at worst, he's a deranged fantasist. <laughs> but that doesn't deter the Daily Star Online, who once again caught up with Gary in February 2021, Ooh. and he told them of his plans for Valentine's oh, Day. So he's a, a consistent contributor. <laughs> the pair are planning to Netflix and chill before having a threesome, Michelle. What? With another ghost <laughs> or with a human? Yep. <gasps> yep. Their plans are to watch their favourite movie, yep. which is, guess what? It stars Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore and it features Whoopi Goldberg. That's right. Ghost. Ghost. Yes. <laughs> yep. Then they'll make love on a bed of roses. Oh, Who does yeah. that? For Ouch. God's sake. So basically, it's just going to be him rolling around on, on a bed on of roses. Petals, he says... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Lisa met a fellow ghost called Sadie who's up for it. The only thing is Gary's not allowed to kiss her on the lips. Oh, it's going too far. It's it's one step too far in this ghost So threesome. after Yes, Fucking exactly. Hell. After all this nonsense, I looked at Gary's Instagram account yeah. and it's called Paradenoia because remember his name's Gary Denoia. Oh, Jesus. Paradenoia. Okay. There's a meme in there which says, black pants in my 20s, pants being trousers, not underwear. Yeah. Black pants in my 20s, solid fashion choice. In my 30s, solid way to hide accidental pee stains. No! Oh, he's a catch. He's a catch. <laughs> he's an, he's on IMDb for a few movies I've never heard of. And he has a podcast called The Drunken Menace Podcast where he talks about ghost orgies. So I'm assuming he is a comedian of sorts. Yes, he must be. And this is all made oh. up. So I'm sorry to waste your time, listeners, if you did think that... I, I thought he and Lisa were really having ghost sex because I we, we actually did cover this in a previous episode where this woman we did, did have ghost sex. And, yeah. And was it Phil and Holly? Like, took- It was Phil. Holly can't be around for anything go- ghostly. She gets very frightened <sighs> on this morning. But listen, I've got one other quick one before we carry on with yours because I was so disappointed about that. <laughs> Another one that I found in uh, the in the 14 times, but then was also in the Metro, yes. which is the free paper you used to get on the train. This is from 10th of April in 2019. Okay. It's a lady called Felicity Cadlick Rossi, who's 20. Is she 20? I think she's a bit older than that. Anyway, it doesn't matter how old she is. She's been in an emotional and intimate relationship for seven years with a with the most distressing looking zombie doll you have ever what? seen. The- it's around oh. four foot high. Oh, my height. It's got a child. It, lo- it looks like a child. Yeah, a bit like you. Childlike build with a mop of brown hair like a beetle's haircut. And the jaw appears to have come away in a blood-stained fashion. No. The doll's name is Kelly Rossi and the doll is 37 years old. Oh. Felicity married the doll and has even consummated the union. She married the doll. <laughs> she married the doll. Hell. And all, a lot of her other dolls were there as guests. So it's a picture because in the background there's this other weird looking doll and I'm thinking, what the hell? <gasps> no. She gets a lot of aggro because people think the doll is a child. Ew. So she gets lots of people thinking she's like a, a paedophile oh with her arms my. around the doll in public. She takes stuff. the doll yeah, out. This is not... I'm assuming. I'm assuming people see her in public with her doll, Do her husband, her wife. She buys a second meal for the doll when they go to a restaurant. I don't know. I mean, that's just throwing good money away. Surely. I know. Fucking hell. Well, she's living this whole. She's living this life with her doll. She said she met Kelly when she was a young when she was younger, and Kelly was just a friend then. <laughs> but it grew it grew into a relationship. She said, like myself, Kelly aged with me, and I've only ever seen her as an adult. She's never been a child in my eyes, although she is just a doll because you know people think she's with this yeah. child. I believe that the energy that Kelly has is that of an adult, and that's what I love about her. Kelly was created as a Halloween doll and wasn't created to have any likeness to a child. She's just a zombie. I'm sorry, it's a fucking doll. How is this doll aging? Like, this is just demented. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, I don't want to laugh at other people's um, lifestyles, <laughs> lifestyle choices, but we are going to. I know that I had to get the police to check the situation. Now, this is after she was getting all the aggro about her being a paedophile. Oh, she had to go into the police station. Mm-hmm. And get photos taken with the doll. Okay. Why? Um, because she said she had a hard time being affectionate with Kelly. And this is where I'm wondering, is she being affectionate with Kelly in public? That's a bit weird. And how affectionate is she getting for people to get so upset? Well, I mean, is she, but is she walking along holding hands? Because this doll can't walk. Well, how can the doll walk? No, it doesn't. She must be dragging the doll. Maybe she's dragging this doll with a broken jaw along behind and her. And people are the- fucking terrified because it... 
Yeah, they've got this like, it's got this crazy jaw that's got blood dripping yeah. off it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. She said she went into a police station and had to had them take a photo with a statement confirming it was just a doll and posted it on public forums and stuff. And then she said, now that it's been confirmed, I want to be able to move on and enjoy our relationship and marriage. <laughs> and at the wedding, Kelly was the groom because she takes the male rela- uh, role in their relationship. So she was dressed up as a suit because in a suit because she's a tomboy. Oh, okay. So I get... Turns out... Are they going to be babies? Huh? Are they going to be zombie babies? I doubt it, Michelle. She's a doll, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Felicity's late father had gifted Kelly with the doll, age 13, because she was so into horror movies and stuff. So, Jesus Christ, he did not know what he was letting himself in for. Well, Felicity said she only started developing feelings for her when she was 16 and her father had died. So she turned to the doll for comfort. No. Wow. Mm. She says she, she loves Kelly for who she is and doesn't mind her not having a jaw. <laughs> <laughs> That's the least of your worries, lady. Jesus. Well, blimey. People are strange. It people reminds me again strange. of um, objectophilia or whatever mm. it was, you know, when people fall in love with cash registers and whatnot. Yeah, but this is sort of not human-like, but it is sort of yeah. not an inanimate object in that way. It's not like she's... Did I read somewhere that somebody fell in love with their chandelier? <laughs> or was that hoarding? I can't remember. <laughs> that was hoarding. Oh, no. Oh, well, I love those stories, but they're Thanks. fucking crazy. So what else have you got to bring to the potluck party? So I've got, I'm bringing a plate. I'm bringing a plate here of... Uh, is it a savoury plate or is it a sweet I'd say savoury. I'd say this is a savoury okay. plate. It's false promise synchronicity theory. What? Yeah. False promise synchronicity theory basically was it really meant to be okay. so when I was doing a little bit of research for this app because we we had talked that it was going to be potluck but with the vague theme of relationships and uh, so I came across this thing called false promise synchronicity theory but the more I dug into it, it seems it's not really a recognized theory as such but I kind of I, so I think for our potluck, we have all been duped. We've both been duped, haven't we? All our research was wasted on someone having a laugh. Well, no, well yours for sure. But this is more, yeah. you know, it's not really a big theory that has a lot of science behind it or anything. But I kind of like the idea. So I just dug a little deeper into it. And what it basically means is it's that when we sort of conflate a series of coincidences relating to how we met, a romantic partner and then mm. we attribute the meaning or a meaning to it and feel like it was meant to be but is it mm-hmm. and this really comes down to more sort of synchronicity and scientists say that synchronicity is our brain's way of making order out of chaos because we can't you know I mean all of us have had some kind of weird coincidences happen and it just seems so bizarre that we have to join the dots. We have to connect it. Otherwise, yeah. it just seems too random. Well, it's happened to me and I think it's happened to you mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And especially in a romantic setting. Yeah. So there's this psychiatrist, Bernard Biteman, who, yeah, in an article I read uh, on discovermagazine.com, he said, Oh, well, at the time he commented he was a visiting psychiatry and neurobehavioral sciences professor at the University of Virginia and also a coincidence researcher. So that's actually a thing. I love a coincidence. It's a thing. I love a co- yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So he says that synchronicities are indicators of an invisible network that connects everyone and everything. And he suspects that humans transmit some kind of unobserved energetic information, which other people then process or organize into emotion and behavior. So I think that's really interesting. Although he does say there is no evidence for this. It's just his like, he just has a hunch. (laughs) He He made it up. It's his own theory. He made up the job title. (laughs) He made up the funding. It's all invented. But I... But I do like the idea that there is this universal energy that we all sort of tap into and yeah. and yeah. cause these, you know, convergences of, of bizarre coincidences. Yeah. I've told you that before, haven't I, about this has been on the podcast before when I've said about crosswords. Mm. When you do a crossword in the morning, um, it's harder than it is in the afternoon. And some people say it's because most of the crosswords have already been filled out by then. So, oops. You're- 
Chang, did you hear that? That was much my uh, tambourines under the chair. Um, and that's because it's in the ether. You know, it's out there in the, in the collective consciousness. The answers have been thought up. Yeah, already. and look, I believe and there's something there. in that. But like I said, he has no evidence for this. But it oh, kind of makes sense. Up. But like, you know, historically, there are other scientists that have had similar ideas. So there was this Austrian biologist, Paul Kammerer. Uh, he believed that coincidences arise out of unknown forces and he called it seriality. And even mm-hmm. Einstein commented saying that his theory wasn't absurd. And in the 1950s, Carl Jung came up with his so-called synchronicity theory to describe mm-hmm. bizarre occurrences. So, you know, it's enough. There is enough of this out there that people do feel like there has to be some kind of connection. And look, like we said, we've all had romantic moments where we've had so many coincidences that it's just felt like it was meant to be. You know, I think about why. And I think it's partly just a very human thing to want a story. You want a story behind how you met. You want it to feel special. You want it to be some your own kind of personal fairy tale. I think especially for people who are prone to magical thinking or who are looking for clues from the universe. Or if you're in love already, because that's kind of like an elevated magical feeling anyway, isn't it? And I think it's really easy to kind of, if you're looking for for those clues, then you just kind of rely on these coincidences as kind of supernatural signposts that are pointing you to this path you're meant to take. And, it is really exciting to sort of stack up all of these coincidences and then join the dots between it all and and attach some kind of meaning to it that might not actually exist. And it's really seductive. It's a seductive feeling to feel like, well, this happened and this happened and it's meant to be. And What's she on about? What? Huh? Silly bitch. What? So there's this girl that, that I know um, – basically from childhood actually and she her friends had gone on holiday and they had met some backpacker when they were on holiday and you know and 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 my friend you know didn't go on this holiday with them and when they came back they were showing all pictures of this like hot backpacker and you know it was she thought nothing of it you know it was just some hot backpacker in a photograph which back when you would go to like pixie photos and get your photos done so anyway, fast forward, what, maybe 10, 15 years, and she is at a gig, and this guy comes up to her and says, I, I know you. And she's like, don't think so. And then there's something in her mind which thinks, you look really familiar. And anyway, somehow she connects this guy in the photo that her friends had shown her 15 odd years earlier with the guy standing before her and he was completely different. He had no hair and, you know, in the original photo, this guy had dreadlocks and he was like gorgeous. This is like the older dude with no hair. And (laughs) they ended up having this relationship and it was all of these things because then they were looking through photo albums. Turns out, my friend had been in a pub and he was sitting in at the table behind her was in a photograph with her parents and it was just bizarre all of these coincidences stacking up stacking yeah. up stacking up and they had a very quick uh like union they got married yeah. but actually didn't work out didn't no, work out doesn't. and all of these coincidences no. were not a signpost to him being the one. And I think that you can yes. get really caught up with these things. And So why are those things put there in the first place, Michelle? Because that sounds very similar to something that I've experienced. Okay. How are those why are those things there in the first but, place? But why does they have to if it's not the one? But, well I know, <laughs> but that's the whole point. Like maybe this is this false promise synchronicity. Mm. It's it's us. We're attaching some kind of meaning to these experiences which yeah. really aren't connected, you know. Yeah. We're the ones putting the magical thinking, oh, it must be, it has to be, this is meant to be, it's destiny, it's fate. You know, we're the ones putting the meaning onto these 
these coincidences. Yeah. And I think, you know, in terms of love and relationships and in anything really, I think we just need to be a little more selective less invested well, less, less invested less led less led by coincidence and more led by yeah, yeah led by our actual feelings and listen to your mm. gut and i think on some level too we love the idea of not having to choose we feel like fate mm-hmm. has chosen for us and yeah, that is really go. intoxicating because you know your your putting your hands in in the you know the fate of the gods so to speak and yeah and we want to believe that there is a higher power like divining us into the right not only that if you know our generation grew up on fairy tales we grew up you know our parents were boomers they were very much part of a nuclear family although divorce was also quite rife you know as when we were children Mm. um it's all about meeting the one isn't it the one the one the one one. there was we were told that there was a salt you know, soulmates, where there's a soulmate. Is he your soulmate? Yep. That was you in know. every Dolly quiz. <laughs> exactly. You know, you're supposed to be finding your soulmate, your one. Yep. And when your relationships didn't actually match up to that, you must have, you, you just go away thinking, well, that wasn't the one. But there is the one out there still I haven't met yeah. him yet. And and I think we all want to believe that we have this fairy tale story in our lives. It's just mm. out there waiting for us. We just have to know where it is, you know. Yeah. Um, I remember actually there was a story about, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but there was this guy and he lived in a quite remote part outside of Canberra just this remote kind of village and Mm. this girl knocked on his door one night rainy rainy night oh my car's broken down and I I don't know where I am I don't know what's going on and he let her in anyway they both felt like it was such a coincidence that yeah they ended up together but they loved having this story fuel like their romance, like, oh, it was meant to be. Imagine if you hadn't have been on that rainy night that day. And, you know, even the story of how Andreas and I got together is filled with bizarre coincidences. You know, it's about, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I had booked onto a, a surf camp in Morocco to do a, a travel story. And, Morocco experienced this super crazy flood and I had the the press trip cancelled but my editor was still saying well we need a story so I had to scrabble around and then I found this surf camp in America and that's where I met a Swiss German girl and you know everything went on from that but it it feels Mm. I mean and I can't even tell you the thousands of coincidences that have led to Andreas and I getting together but one small thing if what that small thing had been different my whole life would be different because I would never have met this guy in the middle of nowhere so you know you can attribute this and and obviously like I love my my romance story and how I got together but I also have to think well is this my brain wanting to think it's this magical fairy tale or is it just you know, just life. You make choices. Those choices have consequences, good and bad, mm. and you end up where you end up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a lot to think about, it is. isn't it? I think when you're in it, you can't see no. beyond that magicalness no. at all. But then with retrospect, I'm able to look back at all the coincidences and the amazing light bulb moments that mm. I've had in romances in particular that have led led me to different places. But then, you know, when they don't work out and you realise how not suited you are, I mean, I often look at relationships that have started in high school and I think, how the hell did you manage to carry on together? But clearly, they just found that magical mixture of liking each other, fancying each other, finding each other suitable to live with, to live with and be with day yeah. to day. Well. Well, no. I mean, that's ultimately what all of us... Maybe it's being being more realistic as well may have helped them. <laughs> I've never been very realistic. No, because when you fall in love, you want that feeling to last forever. And yeah. especially if there's some kind of magical thinking romance story behind it, you mm. feel like that is going to last your whole life. And, you know, yeah. I certainly had a relationship where... 
a lot of bizarre coincidences came together for me to end up with him. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were so in love and we were giddy for months, but the shine comes off and then you realize, yeah, what the hell have I done? And it's, you know, it is that sort of hitting reality and, you know, coming back down to earth with a bump and, and a really bad bump in my situation because, yeah, we were not compatible at all. We we had just been so high on that feeling of love. So, yeah, I mean, I think this whole false promise synchronicity, it, like I said, it's kind of a dodgy theory, but I really connect with it because I think... I have experienced joining the dots, which are not, shouldn't necessarily have been joined. And actually, yeah. I did read a story. That's how you end up in cults. Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> With Keith Ranieri as your boyfriend. Jesus. No, thanks. But um, yeah, there was this story I read and it's titled Mr. Fox. And uh, it's it starts off that there was this string of fox coincidences which accelerated this intense relationship that this woman Amelia had had. And it started off that she had this feeling that this man across the room was it Amelia Fox? Amelia Fox? No, it's with a with a, a Amelia, not Amelia. Uh, and we've already had. Okay. I mean, we've already had Fox Langley Fox. We've had a discussion. This is all Fox Fox Fox. Foxy episode. I know. My God, it must. It was meant to be, Jordy. Meant to be. So this woman Amelia, she had seen this guy across the room, and she was like, "I have this feeling he wants to meet me." So she said she boldly <laughs> crossed the room to start a conversation with him. And after a brief conversation, she gave him her card, hoping he'd call. He didn't. Then her house burned down. And she had Shit. an invitation. Um, like a friend said, look, come and stay with me. Dude that she like had this feeling about was there. And he helped her through the loss oh. and, you know, everything. Mm. And they became like romantically involved. But she was suspicious of him and didn't think that he was sort of monogamous. And because of his wily ways, she called him Mr. Fox, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, she had seven fox sightings randomly so she was like connecting the dots between calling him mr fox and seeing all these foxes then when she moved into her new house because her house had burnt down a fox came to the house and basically was there all the time shut on the floor (laughs) (laughs) no No. and then and then there was some coincidence of some woman that they both knew wearing a fox fur gross and anyway Yeah, who does I know, that? but there were all of these like fox coincidences. And this woman, Amelia, mm. really wanted to believe that this relationship was meant to be because of all of this stuff. But it wasn't. Yeah. And no, no, it wasn't. and she wrote some book about it, which I mean, I hope it's better than that story, because that was pretty crap. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone looking to read Mr. Fox maybe won't after hearing your little No, it rundown. wasn't the best. Sorry guys. But um but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, look, everyone, everyone tries to connect the dots with things in their life because like I said at yeah. the beginning, this kind of thing is, is trying to make, you know, like reality out of chaos. Like you're trying to sort of, yeah, put all the pieces together and yeah, and yeah. sometimes I think, yeah, you can't make order out of chaos, not reality, but you're trying to make order out of chaos and and sometimes you just can't. Sometimes shit is random. And that's it. <laughs> Amazing, Michelle. Thank oh. you. That's incredible. So there you go. That's my potluck story and our potluck party. I love that, Michelle. Potluck party. <laughs> I can't do a ditty for no, that. No, no. You're all dittied out. For now. You've got you went ditty crazy. I went ditty crazy. And thanks to Anna Graziano for suggesting the one about the Aussie Aussie slang. We did that one. And so thank you for your great stories. I love this potluck. We'll have to have another potluck party. We'll do another potluck party. Let us know what you think. And also, guys, you know, you can tell us your stories. You're the ones with the best it's stories. True. And if you have any kind of potluck story you want us to cover, it doesn't even have to fit into a theme. We'll do a potluck. Just send us in. Send it in at hello at eavesdroppingpodcast.com. Yes. 
We'd love that's right. We'd love a plate from you. We'd love you to bring a plate. Bring us a plate of fairy bread, or bring us a plate. What's a savoury dish under Glad Wrap with that they would bring? Oh, sausage rolls. What would they bring? Sausage Sausage rolls, rolls. but the little mini ones, the little mini bites, mini sausage sausage rolls. rolls. Um, what did my my nana call them and my dad? Little boys. Oh yes, the little boys. A plate of little boys. Darling Michelle, it was so good to see your lovely face and have a chit chat. Absolutely. And until then, keep on eavesdropping. 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 Eaves